0: are built for relationship whether you come at that from a religious perspective or just a like scientific perspective or both Mm -hmm. like we are are created to be in relationship and and we do better as
1: humans when we seek that out Welcome to The Neighbor Next Door, a podcast where we gather on the front porch to talk about the power and importance of neighboring. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, and I am joined once again by my colleague and neighboring, Adam Barlow Thompson.
0: That's right. I am here. <laughs> <A> presence...
1: <laughs> Today's episode, we continue looking at the three key ingredients of neighboring. Those three key ingredients are abundance, relationship, and joy. We started looking at these three in episode six, and specifically there, we talked about abundance. And for this episode, we are looking now at relationships. So what do you think we'll
0: talk about next, Matt, (laughs) after this
1: episode? (laughs) I mean, maybe... Joy.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Just setting it up for the listener. That's right. But we don't know if that's gonna be episode True. We don't know the number It'll of that come episode. When we record it, folks. <laughs> Just right. roll with us here. <laughs> that's right. It's like all of neighboring, mm-hmm. there's a there's an aspect of relationship that makes you say, do we have to talk about this? I mean Right. Sure. Isn't it obvious? Like,
0: isn't being a good neighbor necessarily part of relationship or vice versa? Yeah, right. yeah,
1: yeah. So why do we have to talk about this?
0: Yeah, Adam? so we often, we, we've, we mention off and on that we come at this from a perspective of rooted in Christian faith. And so part of what we believe is that we are created to be in relationship and that God is relational. And even if you're not Christian... We can see through research that relationship is built into our DNA and in, you are you, literally helps you be healthier when you're in relationship. So we have a couple different studies that we've pulled to share with you today. So the first one is a group of people in Appalachia, actually older men who are chronically isolated and dealing with health issues. And what happened, the experiment, they took half of the men and they gave them, like, informational material about aging and isolation. Okay. And that did nothing for them. <laughs> okay. They stayed the same. Yes. And, then, and then they took the other half and they sent out people who were just trained as listeners. And so, like, the, they would come to the the, ho- the home of the person who was isolated, and they would just listen to them. And it was um, six sessions, two hours each, and they just yeah. listened. That's all they did. And the <laughs> me- the measurements of health all, inc- like, were made better over that period of time.
1: With the ones that had the listeners. Yeah,
0: just from being listened to. Yeah. So, like, we just know, like, human connection helps us.
1: Yeah. I mean, and so I just just want to hold those the the two groups right up beside each other because yes. I think if you if you came to me and said Matt, we have this group of people who have health issues, chronic health issues. How do you want to solve this it? This
0: huge problem,
1: right? Right. Then I would say, well, they maybe they need educating.
0: I have the best pamphlet <laughs> for
1: just for that kind right, of thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, you see, I see <laughs> pamphlets all the time. You know, with like this is how. And and to see that it had so little effect on them. And then right, sure. And then the the simplicity of just listening. Yeah. And I think it's it's added irony that they didn't even actually talk about health issues. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it wasn't a nurse that was listening to no, them. No, it was just like volunteers. Yeah. You know? So, like, you and I could do that. Like, yeah. Like,
0: if you think of, you know, someone who lives in one of the eight front doors closest to your front door, Uh be like someone like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. little nudge nudge there, people. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. With these with these ingredients episodes, I've got a little bit of like sting for the listener. Yeah, you do. Like, you know what? You y'all just get out there and do it. I don't understand. <laughs> it's it's abundance, t- relationship, joy. <laughs> <laughs> just go be happy. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so there was this one's really interesting. It's a little bit intricate. So stay with me here. Kay. They. I'm gonna ask questions uh, okay, so I don't good. help us not get lost. Yeah. Okay. So the studies from the University of Chicago, and they had commuters, um, and they particularly went after commuters with the idea that commuting is like one of the like least enjoyable part of people's day.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's okay, I'm so far, I totally agree with this right. study. So. so,
0: so they went after commuters who you who use public transportation. Okay, okay. and they had a group who they ask to just do. The same thing that you that you always do. So that's like the control group. Okay. They had a group who they said, do everything you can to not interact with a single person. Okay. Right. Okay, so they... and, then, and then they had a third group that was mandatory to sit next to somebody and talk to them. Okay. And they had to sit next to every... Or they had to talk to every single person that they sat next to.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which, which so is great. Th- three groups. Three groups. One, you do what you've always done. Right. Two cannot talk to or interact with anybody and three the third group you you must interact with every person that you meet okay yes all right and let me just say that if someone told me to get on a on a train yeah and visit or a subway right? right and visit with every single person Yeah. I can feel tightening in my chest. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. That sounds miserable. That's
0: exactly how the people felt as well. Oh, really? Okay. All (laughs) right. All right. And then they asked that group, they said, so how many people, when you talk to these people, how many of you think people will talk back, like engage in conversation with you?
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, not very many. So
0: actually it was 50%, which is not, I mean, they were like, yeah, okay. 50%. That's not too bad. Actually. I thought it could Mm -hmm. have been less. Yeah. So, what they found is that 100% of people engaged in conversation. Wow. And 100% of that group Mm -hmm. said that their ride was more enjoyable because they engaged in conversation with other people. Uh. And the people who who experienced solitude had the opposite effect, right? So, like, they Mm -hmm. had a least enjoyable Commute because of that. Yeah. So I just want to read the like little conclusion thing here for you because it summarizes it well. So commuters on a train into downtown Chicago reported significantly more positive commute when they connected with a stranger than when they sat in solitude. I'm going to go a little bit further here. Okay. So this pattern of results demonstrates a severe misunderstanding of the psychological consequences of social engagement, which that's a Mm. lot of big words right to basically say like we think it's better to be alone yeah and in reality when we actually practice it's it's the
1: opposite it is the opposite even
0: if it's with strangers that you never see again because you're just like on the
1: train yeah yeah pretty fascinating stuff that's really fascinating and
0: i mean this is not research based this is adam's interpretation (laughs) of the human being yeah right so like there's something i think still like about our evolutionary makeup that's like don't go engage strangers there could be risk and danger there and that part of our brain that's built to just protect us is keeping us from doing that Mm -hmm. and then every single time it's been proven again and again through research, through my own personal experience, that when you go talk to people, things are better. It's it's more enjoyable. Yeah. And and so for me, like I always I think about that with when Ashley, my wife and I go out, because she's always talking to strangers.
1: Oh yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm
0: always like, Don't
1: do that. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> they're gonna not like that.
0: Stop. But I mean it really is more fun yeah yeah I mean we had this crazy conversation with this woman at the grocery store about buying lunchables for our kids and it was
1: it was hilarious and enjoyable
0: <laughs> and like going to the grocery store is misery for me yeah but, but yeah that was fun and I remember it uh-huh. whereas I you know don't remember most trips to the grocery store right so right so what we're trying to say here is we are built for relationships whether okay. you come at that from a religious perspective or just a like scientific perspective or both, mm-hmm. like we are, are created to be in relationship and, and we do better as humans when we seek that out.
1: I know this one day I was driving along and I saw this bright pink building on the side of the street really caught my eye i had not (laughs) noticed it before it's like what is that so i slowed way down and as i drove past i saw that it was a bakery Mm -hmm. and uh of course i want to i want to reach out to all the good things in my neighborhood because that's that's valuable to us and so the next time i had a chance i went back to this bakery and as i pulled into the parking lot i was intimidated right a little bit like what am i going to find in that same
0: tense Yes. pressure
1: in the chest that's right yeah and it's, like clearly
0: when you get in there it's going to be you
1: and whoever's working that. that's right that's right not like tremendous dread or anything but just you know like okay this could be really awkward yeah it's that it's yeah. just that awkward feeling.
0: i think i've said this before matt is awkward
1: <laughs> it's it's not me I, I well it's not
0: not you though. <laughs>
1: When you say that, you're saying it is me. That's that's the I'm I'm saying it's not me. Right, right. Okay. I mean, I just think that we. I think many people feel awkward at times.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the same feeling of like always of trying to move people toward relationship. That's because mm-hmm. you're not just going in to buy big goods. Well, you really true. would like to form a relationship with whoever's in there. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, so I walk in and I meet. Uh, the owner and baker. Now this place is called Brianna's Bakery. You yep. should, they're on Facebook. You should check them out. Um, I walk in and meet Nifa and she owns the place and she's the baker there. Mm-hmm. I, so I walk in and I'm like, I don't know what I should try. Like I'm just checking this out. And she immediately just welcomes me in and she comes out and she starts slicing off samples <laughs> Of, she was like, oh, well, this is really good. You should try this. Right. Like, so by the time I'm done, yeah, uh, my hands are full yeah. of free samples. Yeah, I've paid for nothing. Now, I just want to point out here, like, Nifa, then, she is a person of abundance, right? She's very generous. Yeah, super generous. Yep. And... It, I loved it. Like it was, it was just, it was so much fun, mm-hmm. right? So immediately, like, I start telling everybody that I know, you've got to check out this bakery. The owner is awesome. She's very generous. Right. Um, Catherine was super excited as well. So we start going down there on a regular basis. And part of it is obviously it's a bakery, so everything in there that NIFA makes is amazing. Right. But also we connect with NIFA. Like, there's a sense of of friendship that forms there. Yeah. And because of that friendship, like, we want to do everything that we can to, like, support her business. And we want to see her do well. Because relationship
0: makes it so that abundance grows exponentially. mm. So, like, she has had so many gigs Mm -hmm. that because we've brought her into our community Mm -hmm. and had her come to different events where she's making connections. Right. So, like now relationship in abundance are playing off of each other yeah. which is what we see happens with the key ingredients
1: so yeah and I, I you know I guess like now and this this is a it's been a year so it's just we've hmm. we've known her for a year and and now I don't think of her as the neighborhood baker right. who I'm getting to know I think of her as my friend right. who also happens to own a bakery in my neighborhood yeah and it's just this wonderful shift and it's really joyful. Like it makes Absolutely. me super happy to have that connection to her.
0: So your challenge as a listener is to think about your neighborhood, the eight front doors closest to yours, and to pick somebody that you want to go, that you want to try to seek out and actually learn their name. The first step in that. Okay. And don't go, you know, don't like challenge yourself to pick the neighbor who you are most like scared of or don't like you don't need to start off with that kind of effort you just pick someone who uh maybe moved in you know two years ago and you just never went over and said hello Mm -hmm. um or a neighbor who maybe you learned their name when you first met them when you first moved in and now 5 or 6 years later you you think of them as the person who drives the
1: white car right you can't remember their name anymore no i mean <laughs> yeah yeah that really happens
0: yeah so so just go what would it take for you to go learn their name if you need tangible steps on how to do that mm-hmm. you can check the 52 weeks in neighboring there's a whole bunch of ideas there So, I guess that's the end of the episode.
1: <laughs> Apparently so. We seem, to have, we seem to have run out of material. <laughs> so, right.
0: next episode uh, in this series, we'll talk about joy. I don't know if it'll be next in your feed, But eventually we'll talk about joy as part of the last ingredient of neighboring. And you'll see how abundance feeds into relationship, relationship feeds into joy, and that together they make for good neighboring. And if you want to learn more about good neighboring, you can always go to neighboringmovement.org where we have lots of resources, uh, including the 52 Weeks of Neighboring and curriculum that you could use in your churches and
1: all that kind of stuff. That's right. And if you're liking this podcast, please star it, like it, yes. share it. And if you go to, you can you can subscribe for this podcast through iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, and others. There's probably more that I just don't know about, but those four I know.
0: Yeah. So be sure to subscribe and also if you wouldn't mind sharing it with somebody, we would appreciate that as well.
1: That's right. So this podcast has been a production of The Neighboring Movement. It has been labeled and edited by our fantastic intern. Number five. (laughs) Christopher Swanson. (laughs) Yes. How dare you call him. Got you to say his real name. (laughs) (laughs) I'm deleting that part out. (laughs) And the music that you hear in the background was created by Brutal Bear.
0: The part of the Brutal Bear that is the best. Let's just be
1: honest. (laughs) (laughs) Dig in the hole. That's right. Dig in the hole. deeper. Deeper and deeper. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening and... Happy neighboring. Happy neighboring.
0: Get that sweet banjo music playing.
1: That's a, isn't that how it starts? That's uh, yeah. I think that
0: we should get a different. We should redo a new one for season two. Oh. Maybe, like, throw some auto-harp in there. Yeah, People are craving (laughs)
1: auto-harp these days. (laughs) (laughs) You run in a really interesting circle of people.